Hey, welcome to Guitar Knobs, the guitars, gear, noise, and nonsense podcast hosted today by these knobs. Tony Dudzik Picardian. The big empty chair was supposed to be Rob Chafe, uh, but uh, he's he is up to his eyeballs and amps. I know I, we keep saying I that, know. but that's the only reason, genuinely, that he doesn't come. Well, he's literally the only amp repairman left in Columbus, Ohio. Yeah, like, e- well, east of... The Rockies, pretty much. Well, maybe. Yeah. Just like just like Coors, you can't get it east of the Rockies. You can. You just don't want it. Yeah. Anyways. Uh, all right. So, hey, everybody. It's me, Todd Novak. Welcome to the Guitar Nods Podcast. We're thrilled to death that you are listening to our show. Despite your level of sickness or, oh, yes. or despite for the weather or love of the weather, wherever you might be doing. Yeah. Um, but we can assure that you will enjoy this because we've got a very special guest, a a return guest. Yes, if you will. From the Wayback Machine. Which episode, Tony? One, one, six. Yes. So this, this person put a lot of faith in us very early on, and we appreciate it. Person who put faith in us very early on, then we appreciate. Who are you? My name is Roman Belonozhko. It's my last name. It's a Ukrainian last name. There you and go. And I run the company Schnobel Tone, and I'm excited to to be here with you guys. Fantastic. Excellent. We're excited to have you. Yes. Well, you were a, a, a great guest the first time, so don't mess it up. <laughs> um, I'll try. <laughs> You've got big shoes to yeah, fill. Yeah, yeah. The last guy that from Snowball Tone. He's great. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get him back. <laughs> um, we're going to try to hit 2 million downloads. I or, love it. Or listens. Nice. We were able to catch up with Roman. It was kind of fun because we turned this corner. In this area that we're, you know, we talked about Nam before, and and since then, quite a lot of other people have also been basically saying the same thing. So yes. we're not the odd man's out here, copycats. And uh, anyways, we were coming down an aisle, and I turned, and I was like, oh, hey, <laughs> it was great to see yeah, you. Yeah, absolutely, that was a real treat. Yeah, yeah, it was awesome. Pleasant surprise. <laughs> yeah, you guys just showed up, showed up out of nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> I think I you like, had I, basically I just barely guys. started setting up, as, as a matter of fact, that day. I think we caught you kind of early. Uh, was it the first day? Yeah. yeah. It, you know, yeah, I had a little bit of a later start, and um, I was kind of, because uh, I think, yeah, everybody's getting to Nam, and I kind of miscalculated um, the traffic a little bit. Yeah. yeah, so yeah, yeah. yeah. Still, uh, it was it was great to see you guys there. Yeah, absolutely, indeed. And you were kind enough to uh, send us off with a, a really fantastic battle. We were very very happy with that. Yes. Um, so we're going to talk all about that and all kinds of great stuff once we dive into the show. So. Um, I got a couple of announcements real quick. I have an announcement. And okay, Tony, you go ahead. Okay. I would just like to remind everyone that Paul McCartney's bass has been returned to its rightful owner. I did the right thing. Yes. Thank you, Todd. I'm <laughs> glad you gave it back to him. No, yes. it wasn't Todd. It was stashed away. They traded him for tickets. Yeah. Stashed away in somebody's attic for over 50 years. Disappeared in 1972. This was his original 
uh, Hoffner, 1961 Hoffner Beetle Bass, a.k.a. 500-1, a.k.a. Violin Bass, yes. um, that went missing in 1972. Wild. And uh, recently, within the last year or two, he put out you know a, a request for people to help find it because yeah. he wanted it back. And it's it was kind of unique. I really appreciate it if you uh, give me back my bass, man. <laughs> yeah, something like that. <laughs> Jeez. He's uh, a little more posh than that. Come on. <laughs> that's true. So, uh, but I thought that was really cool. I mean, I, I figured with him putting out, a, you know, a request and other people looking for it, it was bound to turn up. And luckily, it was still somewhat playable. Someone had converted it over the years to right-handed configuration, <laughs> uh, which was would be, be the ultimate insult to Paul McCartney, yes. I guess. <laughs> yes. But anyhow, it's it's back. I think they're going to probably have to do some restoration work on it. But um, when I saw recent pictures of it, it looked like the edges were darker than I remembered mm. earlier photos of it. But uh, who knows? Yeah. It's, uh, but it's it's cool that he's Well, you know back. what happened when he got it back. Oh, what's that? Well, I'm really glad I got my bass back, uh, but uh, we, yeah, it's all right. <sighs> if you can't see, I'm rolling my eyes right now. So, uh, yay. Get I back to where you Oscar once began. <laughs> the best UK accent. You like that? <laughs> yeah, well. Yeah. That's, thanks for being kind, yeah. Roman. Well, you should hear my Vietnamese. I'm like, I, it's amazing. Um <laughs> That's okay. all I got. Yes. Uh, you know, we love when people join up. Yes, here, we do. Here at the Guitar Knobs. And uh, we happen to have somebody that had done just that. And as we often do, we will ask them, hey, so what is, what's, what's up with you? And this person, this is John Sebastian. Ah, John Sebastian. Yes. From Love and Spoonful. He joined up uh, and he said, uh, hey, uh, thank you for the warm welcome. Uh, and we always ask him, you know, like, so tell us about yourself. What do you what do you have? And he says, my main gear of choice is the EVH 5150 guitar in the Poplar Burl. Looks really great and it rips. Hmm. I am looking for a new amp and Rob Chafe. 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 Uh, was nice enough to give me a recommendation in response to my recent email. Nice. He says his favorite part of the show is the four on the floor. We get that. See, now, the, what, I, I don't allow that to make me feel bad about the entire other, like, 50 minutes of content. <laughs> but anyways, uh, I love that people love the four on the floor. And he says, I like the intro, and I love, well, it's, you know, a couple of seconds of that. And love learning about the new pedals that I previously, previously wasn't familiar with. And that's the whole point. We just want to, you know... Uh, swim in the ocean of guitarness that we may not know. <laughs> I'm a poet. Yeah. Uh, in addition, I grew up in North Central Ohio near Sandusky. Yeah, there we go. Cedar they make good, great breaks up there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I have a special, hey, Tommy boy. I have a special place in my heart for all things Ohio, as do we. Uh, over the summer, I reached out to Randy Parsons to order one of his bat guitars. Mm. I used to work at a guitar center next to his shop back when he was in Seattle. Aha. Uh -huh. I promised myself that I would own one of his guitars one day. It says he turned 40 last summer and then decided that buying a Parsons bat guitar would be his midlife crisis purchase. Nice. 
Randy posted about your podcast when I when you interviewed him, and I've been hooked ever since. Well, that oh, be still our beating hearts. We do appreciate that. Boop, boop. I decided to be a, become an executive producer on Patreon because you guys are doing something that I appreciate so much and I'm very interested in. With so much trash out there, it is important to support all the good stuff. And the giveaways, <laughs> of course. Well. Keep the good up, up the good work. Well, thanks, John. Hey, speaking of giveaways. Oh, oh brother. man. I tell you what. Uh, we've got, we're going to be giving away two of these books that Tony and I really enjoy. They're hardcover, and they are The Les Paul, 70 Years, The Definitive History of Rock's Greatest Guitar, mm-hmm. uh, with treasures from the Gibson vaults. This is by Julian Bitune. Bitune. Very, very gr- cool book. Yeah. Um, so we're going to give one to an executive producer, and we're going to give one to a Grand Poobah. Nice. Yes. So be looking for that about this time that this uh, that that you get this, or or shortly thereafter. Yes. It'll it'll come. Substantial penalty for early withdrawal. Yes. No promises. Uh, indeed. Made or indeed. Kept. So that's super duper fun, and um, we have other stuff we're going to be giving away. So uh, you know, there you go. Thank you for supporting our show, everybody. All right, let's get into what's going on this week. We're going to check in with. Tanya Bolanski, yeah, the 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 Polish prince of Youngstown. That's as I thank as you. I introduced him to Roman. Yes, um, and then we're going to check in with our good friend Roman. Well, thank you, Todd, for that lovely introduction. Yes, I look forward to your wordsmithing every time Roman, we get together. While he's talking, you want to have a call on the phone, and we can just chat about other stuff. <laughs> see, I see how this works. <laughs> Damn, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, no, no, I'm, I want to hear what he has to say. <laughs> Thank you, Roman. Well, at least one of us. <laughs> Go. Remember, I'm on steroids right now. <laughs> so, anyhow, um, last time we got together, I was talking about the uh, Epiphone uh, Newport bass that I had ordered as a scratch and dent because mm-hmm. I have the you know three of the guitars: the cornet, the Wilshire, and mm. the Crestwood. Yes. And I thought it would be fun to have a short-scale bass to go along with that. Well, it came in, and yeah, there was a little ding on the back and some scratches and stuff. That was fine. But, um, and this is this is the reason I'm bringing it up. I actually had ended up sending it back. But um, whenever, and this is a tip to all listeners, and this is one of the first things, <coughs> excuse me, that I do, Tony's got bronchitis, everybody, <laughs> bronchitis. by the way. Sorry. I get all worked up about this. Yes. Um, and this is something that a lot of people don't do, but it's usually the first thing, one of the first things that I do. Take off the truss rod cover. Make sure the truss rod works. When you buy a... When you buy any instrument. Any instrument. Anything. anything. I, that's, I always double check because... Yeah. Because if I mean, it doesn't, then you're, 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 you can't make adjustments. Yes. In this case, uh, whoever had this instrument before decided that it would be fun to round off the inside of the truss rod nut. Oh. And so you put the wrench in, and it just spun. Oh, no. And so that's, you know, I can live with scratches, and I can live with dings and things like that. Yeah. But if I can't adjust the neck. And this um, was a scratch and dent? It was a scratch and dent. So it was sold as new. Well, Ish. it was sold at a significant Newish. discount. Yeah, but by whom? Uh, this is from Zounds. Zz. Oh, that is really unfortunate. So, 
I contacted Zounds, and, and much to their credit, they said, oh, we never noticed that. They sent me a return label. Uh, the, the, they're crediting the, uh, the, the, the money back. But it's uh, just a word of caution. Whenever you're buying new, yeah. used, whatever. So they're going to send you a Zach Wild ESP? Is that? No, they're sending back oh. cash. <laughs> All in quarters. No, uh, just do that one thing. Um, and just to make sure, you know, and if you get the truss rod wrench in there, turn it both ways, make sure that it feels smooth and it isn't maxed out. Yeah. Or don't anything. pop the fingerboard off. Yeah, well, you don't want to do that either. But, I mean, I, I've had any number of guitars. Some Sometimes, you know, people are sometimes not as honest as they should be, and they'll just put the truss rod knot in there. And air-do-wells. And cement them in. I've, I've actually had one or two guitars where people have... Cemented in the trust rod. Putins. Yes. Wow. So just just be careful. But it's a very easy thing to do to check, and it's a smart thing to do. So yes, that's my tip for the day. Philistines. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. So let's check in with Roman right now. I think Roman, that would be good. Tell us what's going on in your music world this week. Oh, uh, so. After the NAM show, um, that was pretty fun. I I'm always kind of browsing um, marketplace Facebook, and in the Los Angeles area pops up a 1967 Vox Spitfire guitar. Oh, cool! Ooh. I think that's what it's called, Spitfire. Yeah, and I, I mean, I've never really even seen one, but I really like the look of it, and it was a really good deal too. And I was like. Okay, um, I'll come pick it up because uh, we I drove down to Nam, so I had a car, and uh, turns out he has like a '63 or '64 Vox AC30 top boost oh, for boy. sale as well. Uh, and you're a Vox guy. And uh, oh yeah, yeah. I've never had an old one. I've only kind of had the like '90s ones. I have a couple of them. And yeah, so that was so cool. I, I uh, came into the guy's place and I plugged it in and. And uh, I was like, you know what? Let's make a deal, and we did it. You got both. It was a, it was a nice English man. Yeah, I got both. Oh man, was it a fun AC thirty? Um, uh, no, it was. It's kind of a um, an ugly one. If somebody really molested <laughs> it, and uh, oh. only it's like I say, it's got a face a mother only a mother can love or what? <laughs> yes. <laughs> But the sound, I mean, it doesn't have the blue speakers or the silver ones. Okay. It's got some kind of um, uh, Celestian Rollas in there. Uh, it sounds pretty good. You know, I'll, I'll be, I'll be like doing more videos with it on my channel and stuff. But I'm really like excited that I finally have kind of like a real Vox. Mm. And I'm really excited. So that, that's been kind of, the guitar was kind of like a bonus. I think the Vox was kind of my main thing that I got. Yeah. And, um, what a neat uh, find. So yeah, really excited about that. Yeah. Yeah. Super I, cool. You know, I've been eyeing these kind of old boxes and then like, it just kind of happened so quick. I like, my wife's like, are you sure about that? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure. So, yeah. <laughs> Even if you're not always say yes. <laughs> oh, that's yeah. very cool. That's how, so yeah. how's the playability yeah. of that Spitfire? It's kind of like um, a Mustang, isn't it? It's actually like a like yeah. an elongated Mustang. It's, um, if I remember, the bodies I, are really thin um, on them. 
So yeah, I mean, I guess it could be kind of like actually no, it's like a it's a strat thickness oh, of okay. a body, and I think it's kind of a kind of stratish thing, and okay. the pickups are really low output. I don't know if maybe they're broken or, but um, it uh, the frets are pretty good and. You know, it doesn't play like I gotta check the truss rod. By the way, yes, they've done that. Well, that one should have a uh, wagon wheel on the end, right? Yeah, it probably does. I don't have it in front of me to look at it, but yeah. um, it's in a case. Uh, but yeah, you know, that was like picking up like two, you know, killing yeah. two birds with one stone right after Nam. I was That's excited amazing. about that. Did the, is the pick guard shrunken on it? It's uh, the end of it is cracked. Yeah. Um, somebody tried to kind of glue some of it back. But um, yeah, that it's happens. It's not the most pristine condition. Like one knob is like not original, or two knobs are not original. I don't know which one's the original ones. Yeah. And it doesn't have the little wham whammy bar, but he says it goes out of tune real quick. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that's like so, a, just a, a basic Bigsby style kind of thing. Um, if the if the yeah. pickups are bad, uh, just a tip. Um, generally, Strat pickups will fit underneath those squared off covers, and they're about the same oh. size. So you know if you if you need to upgrade them, but uh, usually the the original Vox pickups, I think those metered out at like four to five k, so they were pretty low output. I dig the yeah, body though. Yeah, it's not like yeah, it's not like completely. Uh, like weak where it's like unusable, but it, um, when I plugged into the Vox, I was like, oh, either this Vox is really like nice and like you can play it at low volumes when it has a full sound or this guitar. And then later when I plugged my other guitars in, I was like, okay, everything's yep. fine with the Vox. It's just <laughs> the, the Spitfire has low output. Yeah. But you know, they say that vintage low output thing. So I'm like, you know, I'll roll with that for now. Yeah. yeah. Or just throw some EMGs in there. <laughs> no, do not throw <laughs> EMGs in there. I kid, I kid. Yeah. Uh, whip out the router. <laughs> yeah. Did it, did it come with the, uh, what's that term? That's the violin case, right? Is that the, uh, this one, Tony? Is that what they call that? Oh, uh, the triangular case? Mine came. No, mine came with a case that's kind of an interesting shape. It's like flat on the bottom, and then it kind of has like a station wagon kind of uh, shape to it. You yeah, know how it has it. like it's a sloping sort of. Yep. Oh yeah, yeah, it, yep. it, same thing. Oh, that's we're, right. we're all we're all using all the wrong words. To all describe the all the, the different words, <laughs> but the same case. That's cool. Yeah. Nice uh, with gold velvet inside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, um, that's it's got that delightful. velvety. I forget what color, but yeah, it's it's that color, yeah. bronzy, and it's a sunburst color. Yes, like, yeah, like sort of a yes. <laughs> yeah. What's cool was the guy was English, and he was moved back to the UK. Wow. And I was like, and you got a whole bunch of actual English, English cool stuff. Yeah, from an English guy. He yeah. was he was so polite and nice. I was like, wow. Yeah, you yeah. say, oh, if you happen to find my base, I'd really appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> Paul was moving back. <laughs> I had no idea he was in Washington. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's in Tacoma. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyways, yeah. That's, my, that's where my dad was born. So, oh, anyways. Uh, what about you, Todd? What's going well, on in your musical world this week, -y? I was having some fun. I just had the, I don't know, I was feeling bassy this week. Basie. Yeah, and um, like Count Basie. Uh, yeah, yes. I so 
uh, I picked up my uh, Jack Cassidy bass and yeah. uh, had some fun with uh, the positive grid spark. Mm-hmm. I love playing along to things with that, so I just, you know, I hit, um, I just put in Stone Roses and I just played all the songs as they came up the best I could. Nice. You know, Manny is one of my all time favorite bass players. I really love his approach. Uh, and and the tone and everything he gets, so it's just cool. It was just you know playing a big because and he inspired me to get that bass. Anyways, he came over and said, "Yeah, you should get that bass." And I, you know, so I got it. Uh, nice, yeah. That's nice that you and Manny get to hang. I know, right? Yeah, he's got he's got the same bass. Only yeah, I think his the the one that he toured uh, at least almost the final um, Rose Stone Roses. Uh, tour was uh, he had a it was chrome it was like the mm. the the front of it was like chromed out like mirrored chrome almost oh back in the day he toured with a uh, Rickenbacker four thousand five splattered, splattered yeah, paint with, uh, from John Squire yeah yep very very excited about the uh, Liam and John Squire things going on oh my gosh I'm I I ponied up for the LP with the splatter uh, the the splatter colors mm-hmm. and everything. Good stuff. Must be nice to have extra money. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm robbing it from my kids. Yeah. They don't, excellent. They don't know yet. But excellent. Anyways, all right. Let's. Uh, you, well, you know what? What? Speaking of LPs. Yes. And Paul McCartney. Yes. And all these other things. You know yep. what? What? Tour Gear Designs patch <laughs> cables are the best things that you can get to yes. to hook up pedals. Yes. I don't know if, if you're aware of that. Anything with a quarter inch jack. Yeah. Roman, uh, are you familiar with Tour Gear Designs patch cables? I might have seen them, but um, I just uh, never knew what they were called, maybe. There they are. Well, well there you go. They're like this super compact, right? Yep. They're flat. They're flat, flat. It's a ribbon cable with a, a, with a very small end on it. About the size of the actual diameter of the jack itself. So roughly a little over a quarter of an inch. Yes, it's amazing. It's amazing stuff. Uh, and they're affordable. We swear by them. They come in all the different lengths. All Tony. the lengths. Yes. All the shapes. From three inches to like two feet. There's an S shape yeah. and a C shape. And they come Actually, in longer than two feet. Whew. It's crazy. I think they have a five-foot five cable. I'm not have, sure. Maybe over 1,000 feet. It might be. Yes. Anyways, uh, they, you know, can't say enough about them. We got box full. I got to get some more yep. because, um, you know, I'm plugging things in. Yeah. Go over to TourGearDesigns.com, put in the guitar knobs in and the coupon, the coupon code. code after you go to the to the uh, shopping cart. Fill up your shopping you're cart. Gonna you're going to save 15%. An the, extra 15%. From the nice people at Tour Gear Designs, we thank you for supporting our four on the floor. Tony? Let me get a little bit of this. <laughs> Sorry, we didn't tell you that was going to be loud, Roman. One, two, one, two, three. Four on the floor. All right, Roman from Schnobletone. Why don't you give us your four, your uh, updated four on the floor from way back from uh, 116, episode 116. Give us your new one. Um, so I've been giving it some thought, and I'm like, yeah, you put that I can't use my own pedals. This is correct. <laughs> which, is, which is what I've been using, the daily driver. So the next best thing for let's say my first overdrive 
first gain stage would be again the king of tone uh, as i think i said last time and then um that doesn't change do we include tuners in this or no uh or we're using clip-on tuners no we we'll skip the tuners we go for the good stuff okay. if possible S yes so, so king of tone i still got mine yeah tempted to make a quick buck but Ooh, yeah I'm well gonna, you can I turn that one for a video <laughs> I might need one for a video, you know, later down the road, and I'll be like, shoot, I just sold it, and I got to buy another one. <laughs> but, um, uh, so yeah, King of Tone, because it's got the two-in-one, I can kind of create like a second stage overdrive with the, between the two channels for, there. For those that may not be as familiar with the King of Tone, what does that do for you? So it's a blues breaker based overdrive the uh marshall blues breaker and uh um is it what's his name uh, analog man is it bob yes. or mike yeah. so he or mike i'm sorry um he uh said he used that as a platform and then he tweaked the circuit to where uh to me like i i love using it on low gain Mm -hmm. And it um, just gives you that, you know, edge of breakup and um, doesn't have, yeah, those like kind of drawbacks of the original one, but it gives it kind of the, just the right amount of drive. And um, I mean, it's a different story when you crank it up, it does get kind of thinner and the mid mids come out a little bit too much for my taste, but for like the kind of low, um, driving uh what you can do if you're on fortune to be on this five-year or six-year wait list you can <laughs> specify um for one of the sides to be low gain or even both sides so i highly recommend if you're getting one get at least one side with a low gain option ah. and uh, what that does is it gives you more like cleaner sounds with like hot pickups so like um humbuckers so uh because the high gain one is like all the gain all the way down and you're still like gonna be like kind of mid you know uh, territory in the gain range so you, it doesn't clean up as well so i really like that pedal for that and so to be honest yeah i use my daily driver which you guys have one right yes yep. yes after the nem show and I really like when working on my daily driver, I really like use that King of Tone as a, like a, my sort of a benchmark. Got it. So, um, well, yeah, when you yeah, met, when so, you said that you described the, uh, um, the King of Tone in the, in especially the low drive channel, that's certainly something that I noticed on, uh, on the daily driver too. We'll talk more about that, but yeah, I, I could definitely see some correlation there. Yeah. Yeah. So I, you know, if it's not my pedal, I would choose King of Tone for my first one. The second one, I would go with a 1985 or 86, uh, like a Proco Rat. Okay. A, um, uh, a nice classic rat. That's what the for 308 in it sounds. Yeah. LM 308 chip, the truth, the, <laughs> yeah so that yeah that that's it's, it's got a good kind of mid-range hump so in the mix it uh it to me the mid-range is kind of like a kind of cranked marshall it has that mid-range character to it um where it's like 
kind of like that green day or just those kind of like, you know, power chords. And you're just like, you know, chugging through a Marshall, not like heavy metal stuff, but like that mid rangey kind of uh, yeah rock and roll stuff. Dig it. And it's great for solos. Yeah, it has a, that kind of a, um, a lift in the mid range. By itself, it seems like it's a little too nasally, but in a mix, it like makes a lot of sense. Um, so, like Tony, so yeah, the eighties. <laughs> yes, at this point, I am kind of nasally. Yeah, and so uh, that yeah, that would be my second one. And then the third uh, would be going into a delay, and again, I think it might be from last time uh, the TC Electronic Alter Ego. Uh, X4 or times four, whatever that they, however they say it. Sure. So it's the TC Electronic. Uh, That's the big Alter one, Eagle right? Pedal with, yeah, this one with the four switches, and it can do three presets. And I don't know I still love that pedal ever since I got it. Um, whenever they came out, I just love the um, the really warm quality of the repeats and. Um, it, uh, it does all the stuff I need, been using it for a long time. And then I would go into a reverb pedal as the fourth one. And I would probably go with like a RV seven did, uh, the hardwire uh -huh. RV seven. It's kind of their smaller pedal. It's stereo. If you run two amps. Yeah. Those are the but, ones that look very, uh, very late 80s or early 90s, I guess it would have been, right? Um, it kind of um, look has that brushed aluminum like bit on the front. Knobs, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they have a... Yeah, and it, it said that the algorithm was licensed by Lexicon. And, and again, also, it doesn't have like this really expansive reverb or it's not like crazy ambient. But the plate setting on there is again in a mix. It with a good delay setting, it like just makes it your guitar just sound really big. Um, so I I really like that RV7. Again, by itself, it could sound a little like um, you know like not as lush. Uh -huh. But in a mix, in a band mix, it like just makes a lot of sense gives you that the right kind of frequencies on the the reflections i like that yeah so i've been i've seen a couple of those a, used around i've been tempted to to dip into that I, maybe you've convinced me to do that the next time i see one awesome yeah they're not that expensive and yeah. i think they're like a cool yeah um yeah pairing it with like a nice like even for ambient stuff, you can like have a nice long delay like on the uh, Alter Ego. I could set like a nice sort of um, modulated, repeated kind of setting there on like, forget which one. It's either like the copycat or the echo rack setting. Yeah. And then when you add some of that reverb, um, it just, yeah, gives it like a really cool like expansive sound. Nice. I should do more videos on that on my channel you should, to show people how you don't you can get like cool stuff with just uh, you know a couple of pedals that don't seem like that they're amazing but you know with the right settings. Yeah. 
Do you ever run your reverb um, earlier in the chain? Like even in front of uh, like your drives? Have you ever tried that? Yes and no. I um, make a stereo overdrive pedal. Uh-huh. Well, it's kind of dual mono, sort of. I The daily driver, I have a version that is, you know, two in, two out. And I've done some videos kind of demonstrating how you can use, um, like, a pedal like that, like, after a reverb. Because, like, a stereo reverb, you know, you'd need two separate overdrives, for example, left and right. Um, but, like, the stereo daily driver you're able to like crank up the, you know, drive and, and then when the reverb tails trail, it's just such a cool sound. I've experimented with it like that for like a video and maybe for a little bit of recording and stuff, but, um, for like live, I just, yeah, I kind of tend to gravitate towards a traditional sort of chain, like of having the reverb blast and the delay going into reverb. Nice. Well, thanks for sharing that, man. There's a couple, a couple new things out of there. A couple trusty old ones. That's yeah. still cool. Um, so uh, let's get into uh, some some further discussion about what you have been up to. Um, and if you wouldn't mind, just a, a brief, uh, where can people find the things that you're doing right now? Just in case they want to be looking while they're listening. Yeah, so I guess first spot is my website, schnobletone.com. And I know sometimes even like on the gear page or something, people will write S-C-H-N-O-B-E-L. Yeah. But it doesn't have the C, so it's S-H. Um, I kind of um, created the YouTube channel with the S-H-N-O-B-E-L. And so um, people, because it's like Chevron or like... Uh, you know, any, any other word that start with a sh, it's yeah. a S-C-H. Um, yeah, so schnobletone.com and then uh, on uh, all the social media pages, Facebook, Instagram, um, it's just schnobletone. And uh, you can find um, my pages there and just you can scroll through stuff and should have links to the site and all the products. Awesome. Well, the first time that we had you on uh, was really as a result of me watching so many of your videos on YouTube. You were you were actually uh, an early uh, entry into the demo uh, world on on YouTube, uh, at least a, a fairly early entry. Early entry, I would say. Um, and and you did it consistently and you did it very well you had good production like it, it, it was one of the first ones that like really caught my eye I was like okay this guy's caring about what the production is you're making good content um obviously there were loads of people that were doing all kinds of demo stuff but i think you had a, a really solid approach to like what you wanted your brand to be and it and you can see that in your website even still it's like that carry over the the white and the black and everything um, and I really appreciated the content you were doing. And if I didn't say thank you before, I do want to say thank you now because, um, I, I've, I've watched so many of those things and I, and I always learn a little something new and, um, it's great. Um, and yeah, you're, you're welcome, you know, and I'm, I'm glad that, uh, you know, uh, I was able to, you know, 
get into this through the YouTube space. And uh, yeah, I've been doing it since 2011. Yeah. 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 A lot of people do comment. They're like, you're kind of the OG. I'm like, oh, wow. The legend. (laughs) It's kind of weird to think about that that people hadn't really, um, I guess, for lack of better terms, decided to like be a content brand that early. People were putting stuff up, but, um, you know, uh, they're analog or not analog, but, um, uh, oh, crumb. I just forgot the guy's name. D- Gear Man Dude. He was, you know, he had like his little brand that, that and I don't even know if he's still doing that stuff. But anyways, that doesn't matter. Let's move forward. Um, but when we had you on, so we're just going to move forward a little bit. Um, when we had you on, you had just um, gotten the volume pedal with the tuner. You were just working that out. And so we hit, you didn't even have pedals yet. Yeah, I did start modifying volume pedals in about 2015. And I was probably doing that for a few years then. We, we did the podcast. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, that's how I kind of got into the pedal building is through the modification of the volume pedal. Yeah. I, yeah, the first world's first volume pedal with a tuner built in and from what i remember you it was a little sticky going there with uh with that brand uh i think you did the first one with the ernie ball right yeah i well i wouldn't say sticky it was in an interesting time because i didn't you know know like ernie ball and how they operated mm-hmm uh-huh. And I thought they would be very open to like collaborations, but apparently, you know, they're another company that wants to make money and it's totally fine. <laughs> and so like, cause I did send him a product. Uh-huh. I got connected through another person to Brian and a few other people at Ernie Ball. And I thought, you know, maybe they would might collaborate or something or uh, but they just kind of, you know, worked on their own pedal that then later released. Um, and yeah, there was, I guess the sticky part was I, I wanted to create a few like more unique things to the volume pedals that they had. Um, they only had the silver looking one and then the black 40th anniversary one. Right. And I was like, it'd be cool to have more colors, you know, like a purple, a gold or something. And I would take them down to my local place here and they would anodize them. And in that process, I was removing the name, you know, because I had to like sand it down for the anodization. And I kind of like slowly, you know, like I was really excited about it. And so I was like really invested in, you know, this kind of idea. And then when I posted them on my website, they reached out. And this is right before they launched their uh, the volume the pedal with the tuner. And and, yeah, and they had all the same colors as I did. <laughs> and I was just kind of doing this by myself. But, you know, I did, yeah. Like they said, like, you're removing our logo. We're okay with you modifying them. But, you know, you can't remove the logo. And so it's just like a I guess, yeah, that... That's right. <laughs> so, so yeah, um, that's that's where it was. But you know, they they didn't like sue me or anything, and 
I totally understood that like, Hey, like, you know, this is, yeah, this is their pedal. And yeah. so I kind of got into it a little bit too far, but, um, yeah, but it was a really like awesome springboard into what I'm doing now. Right. Now, did yeah. you, you moved forward with the Dunlop one though, right? Yeah, uh, I did uh, start modifying the Dunlop ones alongside the Ernie Ball ones. And Dunlop makes that little mini one, the yeah. DVP4. And uh, it's kind of like a lot of people are trying to save space, have little mini boards and stuff. And that one to this day, I still modify. Um, that's the only tuner mod that I'm doing right now to a volume pedal. Because there's still no... Um, I mean, I have a feeling Dunlop is going to release something soon uh -huh. um, because purple? it is a very popular. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I should start coloring them and then they, yeah. they're, yeah. they're going to start releasing them. Um, but until they release them, I'll, I'll make the mods. And um, But I kind of do want to focus on my own products. Yes. Um, let's get into you know. that because when so we went out uh last year to nam uh and you unfortunately you had uh some so a family situation that you weren't able to attend um but mm -hmm. your your booth was manned by a a consummate professional and um we well, i was like whoa what's all this stuff <laughs> <laughs> e, Robin, you've been holding out on us. <laughs> uh, you have yeah, one, like two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. You've got eleven new offerings since we last talked. <laughs> <laughs> so once let's let's talk about that. Your your number one that came out was the Daily Driver. Yeah, twenty twenty. Yeah. The Nam show before the you know pandemic hit. Yeah, I I debuted the Daily Driver. That was my first original pedal that I showed off at the 2020 Nam show in uh, California, and yeah, that was where I got started to go into the original pedals that I build. And it's a unique circuit. Um, I collaborated. It, actually, it's funny that it has so many similarities to the clon centaur in a way where like bill he collaborated with another guy from mit i believe because bill is not like a um electrical engineer or, or you know like i don't know how much electronics he understands or in the 90s how much he did but similar with me i met a gentleman from washington state here at a guitar show and he was very, very knowledgeable. And, you know, we kind of became friends. And he's like, I have this circuit. Because I was like telling him, I want to build my own pedals and start with an overdrive and have it be the best overdrive in the world. And because of my channel, I've demoed pretty much all the pedals, all the coveted overdrives. And, you know, I still feel like that, you know, I could contribute. Sure. And so I was very fortunate that... I think you said that to yourself 11 times. <laughs> what? What's that? You said that to yourself 11 times, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, 11? Where's the... Oh, oh, okay. The 11 products. Yeah. Um, and 
I'm very fortunate that it was like a unique circuit. I mean, to this day, because I'm not an engineer, to this day, I don't know, like, if it's a soft clipping, hard clipping, or if, I don't know, if it's a hard, soft combination. I don't know. What, you know, when I was working it on it. It feels like a hard clipping to me. Cir- like, yeah. like, a, a, a it, he, not, uh, like, um, well, actually, maybe almost in between that. Yeah, it's in the middle. It's, it's, yeah. It doesn't feel like it's yeah, as, so as soft as the blues, yeah. the blues, uh, uh, blues driver. But anyway, please, please go on. I, I'm sorry, I'm interrupting you. No, no worries. Um, so it's apparently it's a unique circuit, and so I'm like myself, kind of learn well appreciating the circuit like now, like more than ever, because. What I explain to people now is because, I mean, circuit hasn't changed, but what now, like, I appreciate, like, why, how people are using it and what's happening. And just the beauty of it is that it's not like a copy of a Klon or a, or a Blues Breaker or a Tube Screamer. It, it's a very kind of an intricate circuit. And um, what, what it's doing is if the gain's all the way down, it's there's no signal, like there's no sound. So as you turn up the gain, it's kind of like a little amp, you know? It starts feeding signal into the circuit. Hmm. So as you go up in the gain range, it gets more and more like harmonically rich, just it bl- blooms kind of like, you know? And so that's why we added like the low knob and the toggle switch to really because as you crank the gain up i think past like 12 o'clock you start to really kind of feel that the bottom end starts coming out more so you can kind of like you know tailor it a little bit and and so it's a really cool circuit and uh, you know and now i'm like wow like uh, people are really appreciating the circuit it's my kind of number one seller right now and um, i'm really fortunate i'm really blessed that it's a unique circuit and people are really like, they hear the difference when they plug in. They're like, wow, the um, harmonics and the uh, touch sensitivity cleans up. And and it, my other thing too with uh, the top end, like I'm very picky on like, okay, a lot of people do complain that my demo videos sound thin and harsh. Uh, I've seen some of the comments <laughs> on the gear page. Because uh, it's kind of the nature of the Vox too. It um, my earlier recordings on the demos, I would have to say like I I do think they, you know, some of them do sound a little harsher than I would like them to be. Um, but in a mix, for example, like in a nice thick mix, you know, when a guitar player is playing guitar parts, it's really important for the guitar to cut through. And the beauty of the Daily Driver and what I kind of worked really hard on is, and other people really appreciate the the character of it is people say it's very open sounding. Like the top end is really like open, but it's not harsh. It's bright and clear. And, you know, and that just makes me happy because I, I worked so hard. Like I've tested it through all my amps and I, I wanted that top end to just have just, the right kind of chime but not harsh and and that comes through when people kind of dial it in they're like whoa like this is this thing is so good and i'm just like man i'm like i'm just you know like i'm pinching myself i'm like you know i i i've kind of like this is my passion that i started demoing pedals and then i'm like man like i would love to build pedals and to 
you know, make a product myself to, you know, and now I'm kind of on the other side of the, uh, you know, I don't know what the word is, but like I have other people demoing my products now. So, <laughs> you know, I started from this side and then now I'm on the other side. And so it's kind of really cool to, to experience both sides. Yeah. I noticed, you know, because I, I tried this primarily through my AC-15 and um, I can now what you just explained makes a heck of a lot more sense because, um, you know, I think if, through a different amp, it would definitely have some different characteristics. But Voxes naturally have kind of a little bit of a grind and, and top end uh, shimmer to them. And this one doesn't over accentuate, you know, like sometimes if you put a, uh, you know, a treble boost or something like that through a Vox... You can get a great sound, but it's maybe a little too brittle uh, on the high end. Mm. This, I, I, I was really, really happy with this. I, I'm, I'm a fan of pedals that don't go too crazy. And what I found with, with the Daily Driver was you can dial in any number of tones, and you do get an amp-like uh, reaction to your playing, um, and especially, you know, depending on where you put the the settings and um now you know through through the vox it sounded great i tried it through a couple of other amps and um you know it's i i i, I just think it's a great companion to really just about any uh any amp that you might need just a little extra oomph out of yeah you know you took yeah, all the adjectives awesome that i was going to use roman by the way so this is going to be a really short episode. <laughs> well, enough about that. Let's move on to the next one. No, literally, I mean, I'm looking at Tony, and Tony's nodding his head because I, I, I came back, and I'm like, you're going to love this thing. And I told him all the reasons why, and th those are all the things that you described. Um, I can elaborate a little bit from my experience. I'm going from a like a humbucker, into uh, into a, a Marshall Origin 50. What I ended up doing is I was running it straight into damp, um, and and I liked what I was hearing, but I was trying to get a little a little bit even more body to it, um, and not that it's not necessarily lacking, but I just wanted to get it a little warmer. Um, going into the Marshall, and um, I put that I put the the Chase Tone Secret preamp right behind it um, in the mid position, and gave it some juice. And I was like, "Holy Moses, this is fantastic!" Because I'm, the music that I'm playing, I've said it many many times on the show. I I want a a, a very clear attack i want to i want to uh, like it's like a knife fight not not a battering ram you know what i mean and uh i i really like how i could i could if i lean into it it really responded to uh the pick attack so if i if i hit it if i hit it hard it responded if i didn't it's very much like an amp like you just said um and i was so appreciative of that because i don't like it when i'm playing pedals that just just end up sounding like the pedal, I guess, for lack of better terms. So 
All the things you did it right. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Good job. Here. Yeah. Well, yeah. no, no. Okay. One more thing. The Thank openness so of it. That open high end. So one of the, th- uh, again, Tony knows h- how I play. So I'll dig into the low strings and then I mm-hmm. like, I like to rake the, the high, the highs, uh, you know, like kind of get my Billy zoom in a little bit there. Mm-hmm. And, um, and this allowed me to have a real precise attack on the low end. Even if I'm doing a palm mute, it doesn't get, it's not too round and it, and it's not too thin, but then I could hit those highs and they just, they just rang out. And I was like, this is absolutely a hundred percent staying on the board. There's no question about that. Yeah, I might have to send you guys a few more. <laughs> well, that's what I was going to so, mention. So you guys don't fight over them. <laughs> yeah. At the show, you showed us uh, your new uh, Daily Driver Boost with, with the built-in boost pedal. And uh, yes, you, you, I, I think you should you know, maybe talk about that a little bit because to me, that's kind of like kind of an all-in-one package where you can get the the tonality out of the daily driver, but then if you're doing a lead or something or you need a little more definition, you can pop the other foot switch and get that going. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that was um, uh, something I just released. Yeah, the daily driver and a boost, clean boost. That's one of my products too, the clean boost. And... Um, some people have been mentioning it to me. They're like, man, it'd be cool to have these two in one. And, you know, now's the right time. I'm like, okay, let's do it. Yeah. And, um, yeah, yeah, it does give you uh, an order switch. So you can push the boost into the daily driver and you can get even more tones. You know, like it just kind of does something to like the circuit mm-hmm. um, that just gives you kind of like a second channel, sort of, if you push the. Uh, boost into the daily driver what i love about this idea is that you have um you you have this consideration of of you know can i put it in front can i put it back and since you made the daily driver you're the one who's going to be the most critical about how it's going to work in both of those situations so you're not putting something from another brand or something in front of that which could yeah that could sound great too but the fact that you're already considering those things, um, if you like the sound of the daily driver, that's such a bonus. Yeah, yeah. And like I said, a lot of people um, have the standalone boost and they're like, man, like they just work so well together. Like, and, and so this daily driver boost is the same size as a regular daily driver. And I was able to, you know, um, work work my magic to keep the footprint the same mm-hmm. top mounted in and out jacks and, and have that boost in there. Yeah. Super um, so cool. that's really, yeah, I'm really proud of that and still finalizing the uh, circuit board. I've got a revision coming in that should be shipping next month. And, you know, yeah, I would definitely love to get, you know, one in your guys's hands as well. So because this sure. is really cool that you guys have the pedal and it's not just me kind of like, guys, like, you know, this is an awesome drive. But you guys are able to like already play through it. That was cool. Yeah. Oh, I guarantee. It's the I beauty agree. of NAM. Yeah, know? it really is. Now, I, you have yeah. uh, other overdrive pedals if somebody would need something maybe a little more. Um, I love drive pedals. So this is like drive heaven <laughs> for me. 
that you have the is it the horsepower is that the yes <clears throat> and and the mid driver voltage drive pedals too can never have enough of them <laughs> um, yeah I uh, so I'm gonna touch on something before we go on the other uh, models oh sure yeah the um, uh, the kind of like the tack or the transparency you're talking about yeah that's also another thing that I realized in um, learned to be really appreciative of, of this circuit is that that uh, attack of your string, even at higher gain settings. Yeah. You're saying like, that's what it's uh, doing. And I'm really like fortunate because of the circuit that that attack is not lost. It's so you're saying like, it doesn't sound like the pedal, but like, you know, so that that's another kind of uh, awesome thing uh, of the circuit that, it, it does retain the attack even in in higher gain settings where you have tons of gain uh, it still kind of can get that that kind of uh, the pick attack on the string uh, is kind of retained yeah so without it sounding um, all compressed and stuff yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, some of the Nashville guys are like oh, I don't hear that compression I'm like Oh man, it's a bummer. <laughs> you know, it's not really supposed to compress too much. But yeah. you know, I it's not for everybody. But I mean, you know, yeah. a lot of people like it. So maybe they'll like your optical um, compressor then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, going into the other drives. Oh, dude, before before uh, you do that, we, we we've we've been talking about the pick attack and the openness and everything, and um as I'm referencing this kind of stuff that, uh, you know, that I, I play and how I expect that to sound, if you go, this is a semi-shameless plug, but if you go listen to the Villantinos Who? Uh, to the song <laughs> uh, Come Closer, mm -hmm. uh, you will hear the, exactly the sound that I'm talking about. And and that's the first, the first song that I played at home on the on the daily driver, I I absolutely nailed that tone. I was like, oh my gosh, this is the thing because that took kind of a bit of a rigmarole to get to. So, anyways, onward and upward to the horsepower overdrive. Yeah, I would put that like next. Yeah, in line. So, uh, pretty much, yeah, all of my drives are derived from the daily driver circuit. Um. Even like like I have a distortion pedal called the Ratatouille. Mm -hmm. Again, it's kind of a nod to the Rat, and people say, "Oh, is that the Rat circuit?" But you know, it has a kind of a Rat sort of aesthetic look to it a little bit. How the um, the lines are on the knobs and stuff. I'm a big Rat fan because you know that's one of my four on the floors. Mm -hmm. um, but I kind of gave it a, a different voicing. You know, it's a different circuit. It's going to have a different voicing. But I tried really hard on the distortion pedal to um, – it's basically an over uh, daily driver without the low knob and without the toggle switch. Uh, that's my Ratatouille. So it's got tons of gain, like way more than the daily driver. And then the filtering is different. So I worked really hard to get that kind of ratty mid-range out of the pedal. And – um, so yeah, that one as well, same thing, gain all the way down, you got nothing. And as you kind of start turning it up, you, you, you get in, um, kind of a, uh, more, uh, softer distortion. And then as you kind of really crank it up and all the way up is kind of fuzzy, like uh -huh. just really mm -hmm. kind of spitty almost. 
and uh, kind of the rat does a similar thing, but this one is in just a little different way. Um, I'm I'm really you know proud of that one. So if I you know like a four on the floor, if I couldn't you know use, if I could use my pedals, the the rat would be replaced with my ratatouille. Got um, but, it. But you know we have to use other pedals. <laughs> rules is so rules. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so um, then, okay, going to the horsepower. So Daily Driver is kind of like a pedal that if somebody's like, hey, like, what what pedal should I get from you? And I'd be like, dude, just try the Daily Driver. It can do a lot of things. And then, so the horsepower was something that I was like, huh, like, I can do more stuff with the Daily Driver. Like, if I take the gain down a little bit, so giving it like more cleaner headroom mm -hmm. and I gave it a lot more output. So what you could do is you could really kind of, you know, to me, a clon, the best clon sounds are like when the gain is up, maybe like, you know, nine o'clock mm -hmm. it like for strap pickups or something, it kind of gives it a little bit of that mid range thickness, but you're not really like hearing the overdrive completely, you know, like, um, because on the clon, like when you crank the gain, it gets really mid-rangey. And I mean, some people use it like that, which is fine. But I think the kind of the sauce and the, the magic of the clon is is where the gain is pretty low. And it just gives you like a thickening kind of a character to the to the sound, uh, especially like single coil strat stuff. So So that was my kind of thing with the horsepower. Again, like the play on words kind of suggests the clon-y kind of thing. Mm -hmm. But... Um, and also it just, it has more horsepower than the daily driver. It's got more output, like twice or three times as much on wow. the volume knob. So like, so you can really push your amp like, like, you know, decently. And if you crank the gain all the way up, you can like collapse the front end of your amp. Um, so when you guys were at the NAMM show last year, I wasn't there, but the guy that was helping me out, Nicholas, he like was like showing people like, hey, you want to play Gypsy Fuzz? Like crank this up. Yeah. <laughs> and then it's like fuzzy, like right, like slamming the front end of the amp. Um, that's not really how I would use it, but I, you know, like that thing, like where the gain is lower, you've got kind of this clean kind of dumbly, like kind of thicker thing going on um, with the with the sound. So that's the horsepower, you know, um, it's a kind of a different voiced and um, less gain daily driver. Got it, got and it. And then after the horsepower, I have the mid driver. Again, same circuit as the daily driver, but um, a little bit more gain on tap. And then again, voice differently to have kind of a more pronounced mid kind of thing. And what I've noticed is that uh, it's really great for like a similar thing like the horsepower, but in a more higher gain sound like for leads and stuff. It just really like, it's not like a tube screamer mid-range bump, but it, it's a little bit of a different frequency. But it has that effect of where like, you know, if you were to turn on a different pedal, you're like, oh, where's that juice gone? Like, I want my thickness back, you know, and, and that cut kind of uh, cut through um, quality. 
to it. So the driver, you know, like the mid-rangeier version of the daily driver. That's interesting. Um, that maybe that's and, kind of like uh, to a degree one of the things that I was maybe trying to do with that the chase tone um, secret preamp thing after uh, trying to get a little bit of that mid mm-hmm. back into that. Interesting. Very interesting. So many options you've created here. <laughs> it's a palette. It's yeah, a smorgasbord. I mean, like, on my... <laughs> yeah, you kind of, you know, have to have them all, you know? Well, and, you <laughs> know, speaking of all the having tone. them all, is like I, I, one thing I applaud, and again, I think you have a really strong brand. Um, you... All these pedals, they're beautiful to look at. They're in their simplicity. Uh, and it, it's clear that you have thought about, like, how how do all these things work together? And there's strength in that. You're, you're, not, you're buying the wine for the wine, not the wine label at this point, you know? Uh, at least that's one way to look at it. But um, very cool. Well, thank you. Yeah, the aesthetics, um, if nobody's seen my pedals before, um, in a way, I'm, because I build these all out of my garage, you know, very small operation, and I do build each one. Like, you know, people say, oh, like, there's no more boutique builders or they're like, you know, practically non-existent. Like, I think, you know, I consider, you know, I'm, I'm not like marketing it like that, but uh, it is boutique, you know, it's all hand soldered you know uh, i don't get the boards already like with machines you know placed uh, surface mount components everything is through hole and it's cool that like you know i can make changes really quick if that, if something's not working or something like i can just like hey like you know let me change this out somebody's requesting something um so for the daily driver actually uh the um output is not as quiet as high as some people wanted it so like with humbuckers for example if they set their gain um in like a lower range to like where it like doesn't um with hotter pickups um so where it doesn't um have as much gain and they're kind of getting like a very like um edge edge of breakup they didn't have enough volume to like get it back up to unity level so um, I would kind of modify a couple of people's uh, daily drivers to give them more volume, you know, and it's easy to just pop out a couple of resistors, you know, and just, and, uh, put different values. And so for the boost, uh, daily driver, I already did the higher gain mod already kind of in the circuit. Nice. And actually I haven't <laughs> announced this, but for all the daily drivers now, they all have like this newer kind of higher output. Um, so I was going to say, um, the ones that I had at NAM were still like the standard ones. Yeah. So if you guys ever feel like you need a little bit more umph and, you know, I can, you know, ship it in just one day. It's just like I'll change up a couple of resistors and send it back out to you guys. Awesome. Or maybe it's another excuse to like uh, send you guys some more yeah. food drivers. <laughs> we like those kinds of excuses. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> uh, no doubt. And we'll be demoing. I'm, I'm ramping up. My, uh, I've got more, a little bit more time on my hands, so I'm going to be ramping up doing more actual like demos, uh, you know, not hardcore hour long, uh, uh, 
uh, YouTube demos, but at least some on on our Instagram platform. Nice. Um, yeah, and so yeah, the the aesthetics again. I kind of forgot to talk about that. Yeah, so I laser etch the top panel that goes on top of the pedal, and mm -hmm. it's all done here in my garage too. So I'm kind of I don't have any fancy like screen printing and kind of limited to kind of this look sort of. So I just kind of doubled down on it. And what's cool is a lot of people who walk by at the NAMM show and they're just like, whoa, like this looks cool. It, and I'm yeah, like, they, wow, okay, like this unique look. Yeah, it almost has kind of a, a military, military look. Yeah. It looks like, yeah, it looks like an instrument panel on a plane. Yep. Yeah, and I, I, you know, I kind of, I love, you know, studio gear and like the older stuff and some of it is inspired by that, like the universal audio kind of like their, you know, mixing console or the like their standalone preamps. It has like the little black panel, the mm -hmm. white um, outlines and stuff like that. So I, uh, yeah, just um, again, yeah, it's one of those things that like I don't have anything else. So that's kind of became my thing. Yeah. And I, it gives me a unique kind of thing as well, like a. Um, it, it does stand out, you know, a lot of people are like, man, thank you for not putting those crazy graphics on these pedals. They're like, I hate those. <laughs> I'm like, okay, you know, you know, everybody likes different stuff, but it definitely is a cool, like eye catcher, like at NAMM as well. Yeah. Um, that people like, they didn't even hear the pedals yet, but they just like are attracted to the look of it. Yeah. So I'm like, wow, that's cool. I'm doing something right. Well, and it's one of those things where you look at something and, you know, I was, I was, we've talked about, you know, the, the, the wine label shopping or the, you know, the beer label shopping and, 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 you know, the disappointment sometimes you can have in those things. Um, but I think it's whenever you can pick something up and go, I haven't played this, but I, I can tell without question, there's a lot of thought into this and there's quality into the build and you know that me that goes a long way for a lot of people so i think you've done that very very well oh thank you yeah i did have a few people like mention how they turn the knobs they're like wow this is good quality and i'm like oh is it <laughs> bad quality out there <laughs> i mean like this is all i know like yeah. i work with these things you know day in and day out yeah and yeah, it, it it is definitely intentional. Like I, um, I'm gonna until there's no more parts, and I, I have to like build them in another way. But I'm gonna continue to to do this in in this way. Um, I dig it. No, no, no made in China stuff. Just you know, keeping it U.S. I like it, man. I like it. Well, um, it was a it was. A great way to wrap up our encounter uh, when we were at NAMM, and um, I was really happy to have you back on the show. Um, I'm very excited about the things you're doing, and, and please, everybody, not only go check out these pedals and uh, get yourself one or a few, uh, but also make sure and, and, and check out the content that that Roman's doing on YouTube because it's it's really great stuff, um, great playing, great insight. Real honest approaches and answers, or you know, um, not answers, but details about the the gear he's playing, and uh, and and a good variety of it too. So, well done. 
All right. Well, thank you very much. We're going to uh, take a little trip real quick here. Yes, we're going to hop in the old El Camino drive yes, upwards of northwest United States. Indeed. All the way. We're going all the way. If we can avoid the atmospheric rivers that are plaguing our friends in California right now. <laughs> yes. Gotta love a nice atmospheric r- river, don't you? Yes. So we're going to hop on in and head up and... Uh, what are we going to do? I don't know. You're going to tell me. Okay. I'm going to tell you this. Yeah. So at this point of the show, it's a little game we like to play called uh, Would You Rather. Ding. <laughs> That's very nice. That's a nice touch. Yeah. This week's Would You Rather is brought to us by Bob Crouch. Bob Crouch. Bob Crouch is a great guy. He's yes. a great contributor. Yes. So here's how it goes. All of your guitars are at the shop, and you've been invited to play a show at the very last minute. You're in desperate need of a guitar for the evening. Your somewhat eccentric friend builds homemade guitars and tells you that he has two in their workshop for for you to choose. So you head on over. The door opens, and you see the outline of two guitars in the darkness. Mm. You can immediately tell that one of them is shaped like an Ibanez Iceman. Oh, okay. The other is shaped like a BC Rich Warlock. (laughs) Mm. Okay. Excellent choices. When the lights come on, you see that the Iceman is built with all of the features. The Iceman cometh. Yes, it is. Has all the features and finishes to mimic Brian May's red special guitar. The Iceman? The Iceman has... Oh, so it's an Iceman shaped red special. Yeah, you might say that. So that would be the that's weird. The Burns Trisonic pickups, the crazy bridge, yeah, and the tremolo with the motorcycle springs and the switches, the six switches. Now, some when they walk in and they say that, they might say they just got to get out, they just got to get right out of here. Anyways, go ahead. (laughs) Thank you, Todd, for your. Ever present. <laughs> Niceness. <laughs> the Warlock is built with all of the features and finishes of Rick Nielsen's checkerboard Hamer Special. So that would be two. Humbuggers. Two humbuggers. Checkerboard pattern. Yeah. But it's a Warlock. EMG. Why and, not? Uh, Let's just throw some EMGs yeah. in there. Some checkerboard EMGs. <laughs> checkerboard EMGs. So the question is, which of these two wonderful instruments are you going to take out on stage with you after you punch your friend in the nar in the eye? I was almost said in the nose, (laughs) in the face. I haven't heard that since sixth grade. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yes. Tony's even cheesier than normal right now. Oh yes. Chest. After you Um, punch your friend in the arm or the nards. For building such nonsense. Yes. Wow. Those are spectacular. Uh, that, I, that's pretty good. Tony, well, what, uh, let's th- say to you me, will th- go Roman than me. It's almost a no-brainer for me. Um, in terms I of... I really wish you hadn't said EMGs. Yeah. <laughs> this would make this much easier. Yes, it would. Well, what, what, I think the Iceman... While it's an unusually shaped guitar, it is probably more comfortable to play than a Warlock. 
Um, and I also, I'm a big single coil fan, so I, and I like Trisonics. So with all the switches and different things like that, yeah. that doesn't bother me at all. So I think that's my option. I just won't touch the tremolo or anything like that because yeah. I'm sure it would go out of... That would uh, be a really interesting guitar to build for real. I mean, why not, right? Why or or like, uh, go go a step further and go make an Explorer yes. that looked like the Red Special. Explorer that looked that, like a Red Special? That looked probably kind of wild. Or, <laughs> or a Flying V. Not enough room on a flying V for all the controls and nah, stuff. That's, just put it in the back. <laughs> Anyways. <clears throat> so right. that's my choice. I'm going with that one. Okay. Uh, Roman, what are you doing? Oh, yeah. Same thing. I would probably gravitate towards the the Iceman with the Brian May setup there. Uh, and again, does it have good action? Like, how's the strings? Yeah, your your friend is kind of eccentric, so there's no uh, no guarantees here. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we'll say for the sake of argument yeah, probably, that both guitars play equally well. Yeah, yeah, probably yeah, single coil, you know, through Vox AC30 there with a go. daily driver can't go wrong. Okay. Well, how about a daily driver boost? Uh, yeah. Oh, even better. There you go. <laughs> All right, Todd, well, what are you thinking? Well, just for the sheer spectacle of it, I got to take the, the checkerboard warlock. Ah. Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, what a statement <laughs> piece that would be. Holy mm. moly. Well, yeah. Yeah, there would be a statement there. Yeah. Get off the stage! Yeah, that would be... That's the statement. That would be awesome. Uh, I could do without the MGs, but whatever. Um, well, why not? Yeah. You know, they're quiet. It's fine. After all. It'll be fine. Thanks, Bob, for yeah. providing another interesting dilemma. That was delightful. Yes. Tony, we got a few people to thank, and we got to let our friend Roman uh, get on with his day. Absolutely. So at this point of the show... Oops. There did we go. There we go. I'm back. Oh, at, can I make one more uh, thing? Yes. Yeah, if sure. If I choose the Warlock, can I put... Um, the Gibson, those like super special humbuckers that they came out with. Yes, Jared's Jared's special I just, humbuckers. Jared will give you a deal on it. Yes, nine ninety nine. I actually got a set. It's <laughs> coming in. Did you really? I got I got a second hand set. I overpaid a little bit, but I'm really you know I want to try them out. Yeah. Well, if nothing else, the case is super cool that they come indeed, in. Indeed, indeed. But I'm sure they sound. They're Anyways, sound yeah. Really back good. to you guys. <laughs> so, at this point of the show, Todd, there's a special group of people we love. ready for football right there. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right, folks. Yeah. Um, can I just start over? Yes, please. I've been, st I've been start. fumbling. I've been fumbling. Can I just start? Yes. So, yes, Todd, at this point of the show, there's a special group of people we love to thank. These are our executive producers. Now, an executive producer makes this show possible. How do you become one? Very easy. Head over to patreon.com forward slash the guitar knobs check out a couple different levels in which you can participate become a sponsor a patron a hero of the podcast each level comes with some very nice thank you gifts and opportunities to have giveaway winnings yeah Ooh, yes we got some coming up but beyond that there's one thing more Todd, what would that be? You get to have your name read on the thing. Your name read on the thing. Damn it, on the thing. <laughs> Trademark, Jared. Yeah. 
Uh, so s- without further ado, special thanks to these executive producers. Vader and Pedals, John Halverson, Rick Calhoun, Trevor Gunberg, Elad Mizrahi, Mike D, Richard Kendall, James White, Motander Guitars, Anthony Gemalero, Bill Gola Guitars, John Esterly from Rare Buzz Effects, Anthony Lathrop, Stefan Lamb, Michael Senchuk, Ken Sayers, Darren Gregory, Tom... <coughs> Excuse me. Really gross. Yeah, got a got a goober there. Tom Brazen, Rusty Sneeden, Ralph Gottschalk from Wonderful Audio Technology. What? Don Kloss, Gregory Randall, Brett Hogarth, Eric Hemmer, Stuart George, Michael Furman, James Bell, James Romer, Cameron Pappas, Trevor Ellenberg, Christopher Logan, and John Sebastian. Yes. Yes. But wait, Todd, there's more because oh, there's no. a special group of executive producers. We call them our grand poobas. These fine folks are the creme de la creme, the top of the heap. A, a number, number ones. One. All of them. So special thanks to these grand poobas. Tommy Manasco, Ricardo Igareda, David Kaminga, Brandon Wound Pickups, Hex Matos, Michio Murakishi, Bob Crouch, Jack Gadian. Sam Jett, Tyler, KC Rines, LSJ Music Company, John Williams, James Pennington, Steve Keys, Cody Foster, Science of Sound, Brian Robison, Jonathan Jerusik from 12th Hour Devices, Corey Nigro, Michael Van Zant, Tim Nowak, Jonathan Daly, Martin Cliff, Sean S. David Poe, Billy Spitfire Unlimited, Congregation Gear Demos, Paul Von Eppinger, Scott Sullivan, Great Lakes Guitar Pickups, Matt Hart, Enrico Fernando, Moon Guitars, Adam Johnson, Eric Edwards, and David Tyndall. Yes, thank sir. You. Yes, I sir. Thank yes, you. Sir. I thank you. We are truly grateful for everyone. Uh, if you've been thinking about supporting our show, stop thinking about it and support the show. We would love to have you as part of our expanding, ever-expanding team. Yes. And get you some uh, cool things Things. as well. Lots of cool things. Yes. All right. We need to say a ginormous thank you to our pal Roman for swinging in and hanging out with us tonight. Roman, thank you so much for sharing your time and making some fantastic products. Yeah. Thank you for having me. I wanted to do a quick little thing. Like I have a cue here. I can do like a radio voice. In a world where guitarists have one desire to listen to the Guitar Notes podcast. <laughs> I think that was clipping a little bit. Yeah, yeah, that's okay. Anyways, that's all I got. Okay. <laughs> yes, I like it. Uh, where can people go to get your things? Snowballtone.com. Perfect. And check him out on Instagram and uh, YouTube and all the places. Uh, yes, sir. Tony? Yes. Where can people find the things that you're doing? Head over to pickguardian.com. Check out some of the things that I do. Check out. There's stuff you can buy there, too. Did you know that? Yes. But if you're looking for something special, yes, shoot me an email. Let me know what you're trying to do. 
I will take very good care of you. Yep. Get some custom pick guards, some pretty sweet stuff. You can shoot me an email, Todd at theguitarnobs.com. Better yet, you can DM me on Instagram. I'd love to get your messages there. Uh, Send us a would you rather. Think you can top Bob Crouch? I'd like to say you try. Try it. Uh, And please, uh, on your drive home or your drive to wherever or whatever you're doing, uh, why don't you give a listen to the Valentinos? Yes. Got some great rock and roll for you there. Is the new stuff out yet? Uh, well, the the latest EP's out. We're working on new stuff right now. Okay, very good. Um, and check out that Come Closer. And yes. that'll, that'll get you to the tones we've been talking about. Uh, thank you, Roman. Thank you, Tony. Thank you all. Have a fantastic guitar weekend. Subscribe! Yeah. Yes, subscribe, guys. Tony has got some pretty severe bronchitis. Uh, which makes him less oh, fun, uh, especially in public. Yeah, but I am on steroids, so I might rip Todd's face off. Right. <sighs> <laughs> I, oh, I can't sleep I, on him. I, I have to tell him to not do the taper thing. Uh-huh. You know, and they go like, oh, take five pills. Yeah. Then take four. I'm like, no, 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 no. And this was weird. Because I told the doctor, count? I said, it it affects me. And he says, what do you mean it affects you? And I said, it makes me really agitated and he goes like violent and i was like whoa 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 whoa, whoa. no <laughs> in, in my head i'm like yes Done. how's my quality is it uh is it radio friendly yo yeah sounds yeah, good sound great uh okay. now if you I'm can do something about tony that'd be great <laughs> and really cool thing uh, about ridgefield that i found out like a couple years ago it's the uh, birthplace of U-Haul ah. out of all the places. <laughs> hey, I've got an idea. <laughs> My station wagon's jammed. Let's create the largest moving franchise in the world. <laughs> Hi, you reached the voicemail of Rob Chase. If you're calling for electronic musical instrument repair, email at info at madcowamplification.com. Again, that's I-N-F-O at madcowamplification.com. Thank you. Do people not know how to spell info? Well, that was fun. (laughs) Got two more. Without further ado, and away we go. Well, that's it for these knobs. Please visit our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash the guitar knobs. Visit our website at theguitarknobs.com for all of our past episodes, four on the floor blog, and other good stuff. You can connect with us on social too at our Facebook page and share your gear and stories on our Facebook group. Also, be sure to check out our Instagram at Guitar Knobs. Catch you next time.